All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. We are in partnership with FanDuel. More ways to win, so many ways to win. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, I want to tell all our Ringer listeners, anyone listening on the Ringer, you got about four and a half minutes before this goes to white noise. I don't know. Jim said he might add some elevator music, but in an effort to get you to switch over to Against All Odds on the Extra Points Podcast Network. Do it. Go to Spotify, go to Apple, go to Stitcher, go to all of them, wherever you listen to your podcast, and click on, what is it, Jim Cunningham? Hill producer, it's the blue and red version. The blue icon. The yeah. blue icon yeah. of Against All Odds, because you're, you're not going to be able to find this on the ringer anymore uh, in the next couple of weeks. Now, here with me today, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, hey, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Uh, you guys are. You're giving out free picks on extrapoints.com every single day without fail. It's um, since July 27th. This is now, we're all close to 40 days um harry did not know he was on a win streak until i mentioned it to him i was like you guys who does anyone have a streak they want to mention he's like come to think of it i'm 20 and 5 on extra points.com uh, is that true harry that is true but you know I, I get i get i get uh said that i i'd like to brag a little bit too much here and there so you know i wanted to just keep it on the down low that i am 20 and 5 in my last 25 picks 25 Ranging from every sport around that can be, by the way, it is ridiculous. 25. Uh, yes. 20 and five. Um, but yes, I could see why, you know, Parley kid is, I think out of everyone, Parley kid is most sick of, uh, the bragging. What, what do we think here? Parley kid. Is that record uh, accurate? No one's checked it. That's the thing, Sal. Nobody has checked <laughs> Again, you tell it's you, you, you ripped really me for not checking it. How you ripped me for not is. checking it. I've tried it. I, 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 on the site, I've uh, I've tried to go back. You can only go back through a few games, uh, uh, yeah, a uh, few days. So I can't really see hmm. uh, the accuracy of Harry's uh, Brian record. Brian, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He wait, says Brian. twenty and five, which probably means he's thirteen and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, he ripped Brian. He rips me for not checking, not keeping track. I go back. It takes me an hour and a half to find all these whatever I did, <laughs> and now he's ripping me more for saying what I'm am, and he claims that I'm not. Well, it's not too hard. You just have to go back to your emails that you sent, right, to see what your record yeah. Was. I guess Probably, we could all do it. It You're wasn't. Right. It wasn't too difficult. But uh, I don't know what happened. I used to give Harry the most shit. Now it's just Parley Kid is just all over Harry. That I feel bad for Harry at this point. Well, Harry has yeah. stepped it up a little. He really has. Like even when he calls out Todd Furman, my partner on Fox Bet Live, and Furman comes out with a NASCAR pick, and Harry's like, "Oh my God, I gave that out yesterday." I was like, right, "Harry, you really think he's?" Trying finding your interview with uh, some some stupid radio station in Nova Scotia and stealing your Ernie Jones or whatever his name is NASCAR pick. What's his name? Eddie Jones? Ernie Jones? Eric? Eric, Eric Jones? <laughs> For God's sake! He really Eric. might. Listen, he he finally won the he won finally won this past week on uh, on your show first yes. time in God knows how long. So maybe he is chasing down my picks. I don't know. Well, uh, here's what I'll say about the NASCAR picks, Harry. He's like, oh, he uses the same reasoning. There's all the same reason. What could you say? How does this guy You're do right. on the track? How did he do on the track the last three races? How many laps led has he had? I'm sorry. There's not. It's not baseball where it's endless statistics. 
Sal, you're right, and that's all it is, and that's why they. That's actually why the. I guess it's the only sport that I, I have a ridiculous. Anyone could have a ridiculous record because that, those are the facts. Instead of baseball right. every day, it's NASCAR, same track. Okay, they well, love it. I don't. I don't love talking about winning as much as I I do uh, losing, and that's why we've introduced a segment that we like to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bed ache. It's a bed That's a bed ache. All right, Harry, we're going to bring you down to uh, earth here because you had the best of all bed aches, um, I think. Do you want to you lay it out for everybody, what happened uh, to you with tennis? Sure, it was Friday night. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Brian. You pronounce his last name Satapis, right? Satapis? Sissy Piss or something. I mean, honestly, the number four seed uh, <laughs> against the number 32 ranked guy in the world, Borna Korik from Croatia. Uh, here's the thing. He opened. I needed him for a seven leg parlay. Everything else was in. He, I got him at minus 700 on Thursday. He went to a minus thousand to start the match. Number four seed. And he he wins the first. He wins the third. He's up 5-1 in the fourth, <laughs> 30 love on serve. And he's he's probably probably behind, you would know too, behind Isner, probably has the best serve on tour. And he loses. He Not only does he lose, he it, it, it gets to 5-4, but he's still on serve. And he he had six, six points, six match points, which he blew. He blows that mat, that that set seven five and then loses in a tie break seven six. But you know that was I lost that seventeen parlay. That's brutal. But it was epic collapse. I mean, honestly, the question is when you're up five one, up two sets to one, up thirty love on your serve, and you're a minus thousand to start. What are you at, at that point? What is in game wagering there? You what are you? You are screwing with Harry. That's what you are. That's the only thing he's doing. Five one uh, up two sets to one, thirty love on serve. Yes. Wow. And minus a thousand to start. Minus I mean, at that point, that like really just an injury could take you out. That's really the only thing I think. Like that's out. What would be the number be minus a hundred thousand? I don't know. I, no, they wouldn't have it. I mean, you wouldn't take right. it. They wouldn't it, have just it, wouldn't have what would it be? I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but I mean, they'd find out if you had it or not. And that's only, the only loser out of 17. And by the way, I did try right when it was about to start. When I saw it went to a minus a thousand, the take back was plus 600. I tried to throw a little bit on the plus 600. And, of course, I got locked out when I tried putting it in. <laughs> nice. Well, let me just say this. that uh, A lot of people are looking at Djokovic's thing where he hits the uh, line judge in the throat, um, and he has to uh, he's, he's declared the loser and out of the tournament. They're looking at that as a bad beat. I'm looking most betting houses refunded Djokovic's bet for that match and any future mm. he had on Djokovic. So it's not that bad. Not, not nearly, nearly, nearly as bad as what Harry just described. All right, Parley Kid, what's your betting? Well, Sal, this week I uh, my betting this week is just betting your favorite team mm -hmm. and your favorite team constantly letting you down. This week was the New York Yankees, loss after loss after loss. You start to dislike your team, so I have now sworn off betting on the Yankees. Although I did bet them tonight again. You <laughs> swore. I swore them off. What? But they were getting they were getting plus money tonight. When did the Yankees get plus money against the Toronto Blue Jays? When they can't hit? I had to do it. I had to do it. They have the terrible hitting. Their pitching's terrible. Their bullpen is awful. I just had to do it. 
one last time. Then I'm swearing them off right. for good. So That's win it. or lose, unless Cole is getting plus money to, in one of his starts, I can't take them for the rest of the year. It's actually really <laughs> until tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> well, they Two gotta th- win. They gotta win sometime, right? So they can't yeah. go the rest of the year without winning. Uh, I don't think that the way they they're constructed <laughs> right now, they actually might. Uh, Boy, Yankee fans are miserable, and oh, and betting be and fine. losing on them is even making me more miserable right. about them. So Darren, it's really it's been tough to watch. Mm. So tough. Darren, two thirty eight is a team they're batting. Two thirty eight. Baltimore's at two sixty. Mm. Parlay kid, can, uh, can we call? Bad. Can we call for when is Lent? Lent isn't until like March, right? Can we call for an early Lent here? The calendar's <laughs> all screwed up anyway. That's the only way you're going to give them up uh, for good. All right, Brother Bry, <laughs> yours is going to be horse-related, I have a feeling. Yeah, uh, we're going to go uh, horse racing, uh, Kentucky Derby. Um, I can never win a big horse race. Like, in all honesty, probably in the last 20 years, whenever I started betting on these big races, I, I'm not a big horse better except for these big races. And I uh, let's say in the last 20 years, I bet 50 of the races. I'll say that's probably about right. <laughs> and that means I probably, if that's 50 races I've bet on, I have probably put at least 300 bets in total on those, maybe more, because I figure like six bets, six to eight bets, maybe 10 on a race. Um, and I honestly, I I swear, I have not won $2 back on wow. 300 bets. Like, I, it's just embarrassing. Like this week I had big exacta boxes with Tisdalaw and pretty much every other horse. Right. Just hoping that other horse won and then Tisla finished second and then a good payout because I had a lot on it. Yeah. Um, every horse pretty much except authentic. Um, so it just I continue the streak. Whenever I bet a top horse, he never wins. Whenever I bet um That's an tough. underdog, the top horse wins. It's just uh I really shouldn't be betting it. Well, the I, Derby's I, tough because there's twenty, what were there's twenty seven horses to start. I know a few scratched and then it got the field got down a couple dozen or something, but yeah, that is a that is a rough way to go. I, I'm mad. Authentic one. Authentic is. I was just looking at the names and everything. Authentic is something my uncle Frank would always say about people he'd meet. He'd, he'd say that guy's a good guy. You know, like I mean, basically, when he said someone was authentic, he meant they were from New York. They seemed like they were from New York. So whether it was a cop he met out here in L.A. or something or, you know, like, but then he like extended it to like little Bow Wow and stuff. That kid is authentic. Like, all right. And we never I should have just jumped on it. I didn't. That was the big winner. Um, I'll say this. My bet ache is the Miami Heat. How dare they? I'm so screwed with this series. I have the bucks all over the place. So what do I do? I try to hedge with the Heat, which is not even really a hedge because, as we know, they could lose three games. I could lose three hedges and then they could still win game seven, but it looked pretty good for me when Giannis went out. Right. And they were winning by uh six at one point and then they blow it. And Milwaukee had so many opportunities to just bow out of that series. Like, okay, it's an uphill climb. All right. Well, now we have to go to overtime and win three games and above it. No, they didn't. Middleton was insane. They won. I'm if I'm Giannis, I'm pissed at this team. I really am. Like, honestly, like uh, they felt looser without him. Are you kidding me? That's nonsense. And now I don't know what to do with that series. So thank you, Miami Heat, for blowing a... And then I sent a snarky tweet, too. Like, oh, yeah, this is just what Milwaukee needs. I had to eat my words there. But that's it. That's uh, bed aches for us. Here's the song again. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad All right. That's a nice little song. Um, Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over NBA stuff. We're going to go over NHL. We're going to hit the Riverboat Casino. 
for uh, some props, some fake props. Normally, 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 we'd have an extensive um, research and we'd go over uh, NCAA football. And I just don't. I, I want to give it. I don't want to get too close. It's like uh, it's like it's like someone's. It's like the the old girlfriend's coming back, and you just. I don't know. She she has that look in her. It's like Jenny Gump. Like she might leave again. I don't know what to do. So I'm not gonna get close. <laughs> college football. We don't know so far. This play is not really any good games right now. Harry's uh, Syracuse Orange or underdog by three touchdowns to uh, Tate Frazier's horrible North Carolina team. So Harry, yeah, well, there's no reason to talk about them, right? Nah, it's not you know, like you said though. Really, it's not. But also, Sal, there's no nothing good on the schedule this week. Yeah, none of these games are really good. Nothing, Notre Dame too. Yeah. There's a couple, right. not that just something you'll watch, but nothing great. But, but, but the big thing is the NFL is back Thursday night. Let's kick it off. Texas and Chiefs. Chiefs minus nine on FanDuel, 54 and a half is the over under. It's been hovering around eight, eight and a half, nine for a couple weeks now. Um, Harry, give us your pick on this guy. I got to say, like, I, I don't, I, man, that's a lot of points. I thought that's mm-hmm. too many points for teams that we haven't seen so far. But under Bill O'Brien, the Texans as underdogs of eight or more. I mentioned this on Fox Bet Live. One and eight and two and seven against the spread. This is not a good spot for them. Um, but nine still seems like too many for a team that might not get going uh, early enough. I'm going to say I'm going to go with you, Harry. You like the over, right? Yeah, I do like the over, Sal. Uh, last four games of the regular season, Kansas City scored 30 or thir- last four games of the season, they scored 31 or more. That includes uh, beating Houston in the playoffs, 51-31. That's 82 points they scored in the in the playoffs. They also met during the regular season, 55 were scored. But like Kansas City in their last four openers, four openers in 2016, 60 against the Chargers. Next year, 69 with the Patriots. Then they did it again, 66 with the Chargers. And last year in Jacksonville, 66 points. I mean, the last five Kansas City quarterbacks, if you include Alex Smith, too, in season openers, they're, they've got 17 touchdowns to one pick, over 1,600 yards. But like I said, put up tons of points, over 54 and a half here. Deshaun Watson gets a couple, too. Maybe it's like 38, 21, 59 That's points. what I'm worried. Yeah, I'm thinking about like a backdoor cover or something late. I don't have to worry about it. Texans also 30-plus points the last six games. They allowed last season. Parley kids. So the Texans go out. They give up 51 straight to Kansas City. Their season's over. And then they give up DeAndre Hopkins. They're like, we're good. We'll step into this game. Uh, we, we got them right where they want them. You don't think the nine is too many? No, Sal. In fact, uh, over the last six years, uh, the Super Bowl champ in game one mm-hmm. is five and one against the spread uh, in game one. So... Uh, the the only time that uh, hasn't uh, come through is Chiefs. when the Chiefs beat the Patriots, yeah. uh, I think three seasons ago. Yep. So uh, I I just feel like uh, sometimes we we discussed this before. There's usually not a Super Bowl hangover for the Super Bowl champ. Uh, I think they come out strong. Uh, and uh, look, this game might be close for a half or maybe uh, even through three quarters. But we know the Chiefs can pull away mm-hmm. late with some late scores, as we saw in the Super Bowl. So. Uh, I do like Harry's over here, but I think it's the Chiefs carrying that uh, over as well. And I think they they win this game going away and they cover that nine, Sal. Paul, kid, we always say, and we don't do it because we get too excited, so we jump right in. But we always say, ah, I'd like to watch these teams a couple weeks. I want to see what we, mm. we get out of them. This year, more than ever, you should probably watch. There's been no preseason games. Um, you know, I look at teams, we discussed this last week, a team that is not – 
they don't have all new personnel on offense, right? You look at the quarterback. I know that's a very vanilla way to analyze games and handicap games, but he's the field general. And in this case, more than ever, he's going to lead the team down the field. He's going to have to be organized. And you hope that he has a rapport with his receivers and his running back. Deshaun Watson's great, but he doesn't have that right now. That's why you might think they might get off to a late start and things like that. On paper, all things great, but four practices and five meet and greet Zoom sessions might not do it. But um, uh, two of the richest quarterbacks going at it right now. This is Portnoy versus Simmons all over again. This is going to be great. I'm excited for this. Thursday night. All right. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. That's the Fox game of the week. New Orleans, three and a half, 49 and a half. It is in New Orleans. Um, I don't know what to think about this. I saw a lot of trends like New Orleans at home. New Orleans at home does this. I was like, do we throw out those numbers right away? Because New Orleans at home doesn't mean what it normally means without fans or everything. Sure. Tampa has to travel and all that. But um, it's not quite the same. Brother Bry, you expect a high-scoring affair here. Yeah, I expect a high-scoring, especially at 49 and a half. But like you said, Sal, with no fans, who we really don't know what's going to yeah. happen. You're right. We should wait three or four weeks, but we know how we are. I'll probably bet even more on week one than I do <laughs> uh, normally. But I do like the 49 and a half. I think it's going to be a fun, high-scoring game. Uh, I think it's the most intriguing game of the week. Um, it, it really is exciting. The one thing I want to see is what Brady does. Um, but the Saints Bucks are typically high scoring games. Five of the last seven matchups between these two have had over 50 points. The Saints last four openers. This is similar with the Chiefs. The Saints four uh, home openers have had points of 58, 88, 56, 69. Mm -hmm. And I think it would just be fitting, right? That Tom Brady has a monster day. He's the headlines for the next week leading up till next week and you'll be miserable Sal I think it's just I think that's what we're uh we're we're going well for Brady could have a great game and you could be right and they could still lose right I mean they you know yeah. the defensively they were 29th in the league scoring defense they allowed an average of 28 points a game Tampa Bay did I I've been screaming for months that they're an undisciplined team this is not Belichick's team this is Bruce Arians who led the league in penalties so let's see if uh Let's see how Brady's doing with two false starts every drive every now and then. I don't think it'll be the same. Then you got a Saints team who plus 15 in a turnover margin from a ratio from last year. They kind of have it all their ducks in a row. You know, obviously they have a bad the, the, when they get off to a slow start. No one's worse. But if you expect both of them at optimum levels, I like the Saints here. Harry, you have to go Tampa Bay. You were screaming TB to TB <laughs> back in March or no, before then, right? January? I don't yep. know when he was like. Yeah. yeah, before that. Yeah. And I'm taking the bucks here. Not not taking the points. Taking the money line. Mm. Taking the money line. I'm going to start off defensively with uh, Tampa Bay. Shaq Barrett led the NFL in sacks. 19 and a half. Had six force fumbled fumbles today they announced that antonio winfield rookie is going to be starting safety for them from minnesota led the nation in picks last year he's been fantastic uh brady four and one uh in his last uh um whole game season openers with 1500 yards 13 touchdowns one pick last time he played new orleans in new orleans he beat breeze two years ago 36 20 he went for 447 and three touchdowns and also, the Saints and Breeze, two and seven in their last nine season openers, and that includes two seasons ago at home against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay put up 48 on them and beat them. You're, right. Harry, Harry, you're forgetting uh, David Levante, too. You didn't bring him uh, up again. I did forget him. I did forget him. I'm glad you forgot him. Bucks, baby. Bucks money line. Um, 
again, I'll go to the whole thing. Uh, this is how I'm going to bet for a while. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll, I'll eat crow here, but Tampa, I, I, Brady, uh, you can't say high flying offense until they've played together and they have not played together. So I want to see it, it happen for Saints, Harry, as a favorite of three to seven points last year, five and oh, four and one against his number. Looking forward to it. I'm glad it's Brady and Breeze. No more of these shit quarterbacks. Brady has to go the Geno Smiths of the world and the Cade McCowns and McNowns and everything that rhymes with that. But uh, he's going to have some competition. Breeze times two on that schedule. That's a that's a fun one to open with. All right, Parlay Kid, here we go. This one scares me. Cowboys minus three. Minus three at the Rams. 51 and a half is the over-under. I almost for sure would have gone to this game and uh, and headed. I, I might drive out there just so I could uh, stay in traffic, just just to get the feel of it, and then just listen on the radio or something. <laughs> but minus three, they were a pick. They were minus one. Now it's up to minus three. Um, you know they beat them forty four twenty one last year. I don't want to get too excited. I love this offense. You don't have Wade Phillips to rub it in, or you know Wade right. Phillips. I, I would think would step it up against them, except not last year, of course. Um, you like the Cowboys. Oh, I have no choice right here, right, Sal? I have no choice. This, I have to like the this Cowboys early here. On, if the Cowboys to. don't get this one, Sal, yeah, you know, I think the hopes of the season we're uh, expecting mm-hmm. uh, could go by the wayside. So uh, I feel like this, you know, I know game one is not a must win, but I think it would just, uh, it would just, they would not be starting off on the right foot with a loss in the Mike McCarthy era here. Uh, we know Sean McVay is a good coach. I don't think this game is going to be easy uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think if you look at the talent on both sides uh, of the ball for the Cowboys compared to the Rams, the Cowboys are quite simply the better team, and I think the Cowboys know this. I think they're focused, uh, and I think they uh, they cover this three. I I could see this being a 28-21 type of game or, or something like that, but a game where the Cowboys win – uh, but and you're never really worried about it too much. Right. I'd be very disappointed in anything but that this week. Uh, and like we said, sometimes in game one, uh, anything can happen. But this Cowboy roster is just too well constructed right now to uh, have a setback in this one. I agree. And also, Paul, like kid, you brought it up. All right, imagine, okay, Philly is at Washington. So if they take that win and the Cowboys lose to the Rams and then Monday night we're looking at Pittsburgh at the Giants, I'm like, oh, God. Are we going to be a game behind the Giants, potentially, and Philadelphia? No, just take care of business. Brother Bry, you could jump on the bandwagon if you want. I know you're taking them this week. I know you got your Bo Jackson behind you. You could flee. You could leave the Raiders right now. Well, well it's, it's, funny. It, it's funny because I was a Cowboy fan, right? I think there until I was like six years old. And then really? when, when Bo came on, yeah. Mm. I, I liked, Bo changed I, I liked yep. everything Parlay Kid liked, and then I, I Bo, <laughs> Bo changed it. Um but I, I do like the Cowboys in this game, but I'm going to go, I'm going to take the under 51 and a half here. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think the consensus is this is going to be a high scoring game, but I just get the sense. I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I get the sense it's going to be a weird game. I think the Rams could struggle to score against the Cowboys. Both defensive lines are good. I think the Rams are going to obviously try to get back to their run game. And I think they're going to probably stress the run game more this year uh, than last year. Um, but I don't know for whatever reason, I, I, I just get a sense here that one of one or two of these offenses are going to struggle at some point in this game. Uh, 
to go over the 51 and a half. So again, it's more just a weird gut feel here, but um, I think just something wacky is happening. Right. We need to come up with a name of uh, something, uh, the thing we talk about, but never do kind of like a bet that we do, like we talk about. And then the next week, we're like, oh, why didn't we do that? Right. You might be onto something with a lot of these unders. Maybe you just bet all the unders and see, I get it that defenses could be out of sorts too, but what if we're looking at real sloppy play that doesn't really result in turnovers and bad field, negative field position, but just amounts to 13-3 games in the fourth quarter? What if we're looking at a bunch of those? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like that happens normally anyway in week one. I'm going to look into that. Um, but yeah, we also need a name for things like that. <laughs> we, we have an idea. Um, so last week we we did a regular Against All Odds podcast, and then we did an AFC Primer podcast and an NFC Primer podcast, and we gave out almost 90 picks between the two podcasts. I'm very, very proud of us. And you know what? We decided it's not enough. There are still some left over. Uh, I asked these guys, come up with one or two extra props that you see on FanDuel, and FanDuel's got a million they really have. I mean, you could really just look. It's like the Super Bowl just starting week one, right? With all these futures that you can put in. Paulie, kid, you have an interesting one, and I like it. Um, and I like this team to be good because of this guy. Well, I don't want to say too much. What is your uh, miscellaneous prop found on FanDuel? Well, I got two props here, Sal, that were left over that I really liked that uh, I wasn't able to talk about uh, last week. The first being Patrick Queen yeah. to be the defensive uh, rookie of the year. Uh, for the Ravens, uh, he's uh, a guy who is joining already a, an elite defense. There's not a lot of pressure on him. Uh, we know these linebackers, uh, a guy like Queen is going to end up one of the tackling leaders on that team, if not in the league. Uh, he'll get a lot of press for it. And uh, from everything I hear about the kid, he's a great kid. He loves football. Uh, he's 12-1 to 1 to win that defensive rookie of the year award. I think the linebackers, because they – they kind of, um, uh, how could I put it? They're they're not getting say blocked on every play. Like I think Chase Young is the favorite to win this at like yep. plus two fifty. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of motivation on the other side of the ball from the offensive tackles on the uh, his uh, opposing teams to shut him down. They don't want the rookie beating him, but the linebacker is kind of running sideline to sideline, uh, making a lot of tackles. Uh, that's why I like Queen. I think linebackers are the way to go for this award. Um, and the other one I like, Sal, is, and this is uh, an interesting one you could find on FanDuel, and it's under popular parlays. Uh, it's make or miss the playoffs. And I have these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams <laughs> to make the playoffs at plus 550. You normally can't parlay this, but right. they allow you for this one parlay here on FanDuel to do it. It's the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Saints, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, and the Cowboys, all to make the playoffs at plus 550. Wow. I think we all like that, right? I mean, who, which team out of uh, those seven teams is the least likely to make the playoffs? You guys say the Colts? Well, I Colts. guess. Like, who is that? Colts. Uh, yeah. What what is the Colts? I mean, I guess the Bucks are now now their favorite to make the playoffs. But yeah, it's it's got to be the Colts. Is the odd odd man? Yeah, but the Colts at. are still, sure. I think, favored to win that division. I picked them to right? win the division. I like them to so, win that division. Yeah. That's that's a that's uh, I like that plus five fifty for those seven teams. I, I guess the 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 only problem you get with that is like you have seven teams that you have to root that the quarterback doesn't get hurt, right? Because it's sure. Yeah. yeah. From majority majority of them, if the quarterback goes down, then that 
Those teams likely. might be good enough to yeah, withstand I mean, that possible, to make the playoffs possible. too. And, and you I get just, the extra team now, extra team now too. I'll yeah. tell you what I like about that parlay, kid. It's not like you have Colts and Steelers on there, like two wild card teams are going to maybe right. cancel each other. These other teams, I like them mostly to win the division, right? So the Colts and Bucks, I think, would stand out as wild card teams competing, but obviously not competing against each other because they're in different conferences, A and B. We'll never do this, but you could get to a spot where week 17, you could, you might need one of them to win. You could maybe hedge. Uh, I like that. That's on FanDuel. Um, backtracking a little, Patrick Queen, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I love him. Everyone's talking about Edwards Hilaire as the LSU player to watch out for. Obviously, there's an offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Watch out for this Patrick Queen for that very reason. Um, he's going to be yeah. able to make his own plays there. Uh, all right, Brother Bry, you have a bunch here too. Which ones do you like? Yeah, I uh, I think I gave you a huge list here. Uh, I know Harry <laughs> last week like T.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year, 14-1. I, I do really like that uh, as well, but I also like Nick Bosa at 13-1. Uh, look, he had one of the mo- more impressive rookie seasons for a defensive end in a long time. He only had nine sacks, but it doesn't really tell the story of his impact on the field. A lot of times, especially even in the playoffs, he was the most dominant player on the field. So mm-hmm. if he could build on that playoff success he had, obviously stay healthy. But uh, there's no reason he can't get 15-plus sacks and be in the running. I, I do think he's going to be a top three defensive player. So at 13-1, I, li- I like those odds. Yeah, why not? That is really good. You had another one, too? Hit, hit us with yeah, it. You yeah, yeah, I've got go. a ton. So, so I will say, look, the, one of the great things that FanDuel has on here, especially before the season starts, so you're only going to get a few more days to do this. So mm-hmm. uh, they have really awesome adjusted win totals for every team. So say your win total was eight and a half. They likely go down to every number to four and a half, and they probably go up every number to 12 and a half. So there's a wide range for every awesome. team, you know, at least uh, some even more. So one of the ones that jumped out at me I, I, was the Packers over 10 and a half. Yeah. Was, pl- was plus 360. I know we had some disagreements. Parley Kid didn't like them. You like them. But I think if you think they're going to have a good season this year, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, to get to 11 wins, a plus 360 is is very, I mean, those are great odds for that. If you like over 11 and a half wins for them, it's plus 700. So again, for a lot of these teams, there's there's going to be a couple of these teams that probably reach that right. 7 to 1 value here. So I, I just love those adjusted totals. You can probably find some some great ones. Like I mean, it's like, like being able to play yeah. a teaser on on team wins. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah, really so if, really good. If you think right. the if you think for whatever reason the Bengals are going to be great, you know, go over 7 yeah. and a half with them and get, you know, the right. same great great but value. But don't but don't do but, that. But, but, yeah, but don't. I know what you're uh, <laughs> um, and, and then there was one more, Sal. So the last right. one I did like was um so I did last week the Giants first win week six, right? Against the Redskins. Yeah. This one I like the Jets first win week four, home against the Broncos, plus three ninety. They're at Buffalo week one, home against 49ers week two, at Colts week three. So they're gonna be big underdogs. You know, they're six and a half this week. It's gonna be the same probably for the first three weeks, unless, you know, if they keep losing these games. So big underdogs all three. I like the plus three ninety at home. Again, if you get to that point at home. You can obviously hedge, even if you like the Broncos on the road in that game. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're going to get to week four and they're not going to have a win. I, I would look at we. I'm a Broncos guy this this yeah. uh, year until they s- slash my throat like they always do. But <laughs> I would take a look at week five for that, too. Maybe take week four and week five. Yeah. Uh, might not be that bad. All right, Harry, you've been waiting very patiently to speak. What's your um 
miscellaneous prop bet. Yeah, I'm going to go to the uh, NFC West. Uh, I'm going to go to the Seahawks. DK Metcalf, over 799 and a half yards on FanDuel. He's at minus 134. Uh, this is a guy, obviously, we all know that nobody wanted in the draft. He slipped to 20, 65th, 64th pick overall in last year's draft. In just 16 games, he put up 900 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, he's 13th in the NFL in average yards per catch at 15 and a half. And he showed up big in the playoffs in wildcard weekend against the Eagles in Philly at 160 yards, seven catches, and a touchdown. And he really blossomed in the second half of the season. Had a great connection going with Russell Wilson. Had um, in those eight games, he had 70 or more yards in five of them, which included nine catches, 123 in a game against Tampa. I think Metcalf is a star here, could be a stud on this team. Over 799 and a half yards at minus 134 is the play. Let me ask you this, Harry. We had our draft last night. Um, guy before you in the fourth round took Metcalf. Did he steal him from you or, you, or were you going DJ Moore? You were going DJ Moore anyway. I was going, I still was going to go DJ Moore. Then, okay. Yeah. DJ Moore gets over 800 yards. But, uh, yeah, he had like 1,200 last year. All right. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. see. Let's see what he would have done there. Um, and, and by the way, CD Lamb, fifth round. And C.D. Lamb, big Cowboys fan all of a sudden, Harry. Uh, by by nice the job. way, we, we talked about that after the draft, Parley Kid. Uh, oh, did um, you? Brother John, and we, we agreed that was the worst pick of the fantasy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, maybe maybe ballsiest pick, too. Maybe. Maybe. Worse, though. Yeah. Hey, Harry, I'm surprised you didn't uh, take Antoine Winfield Jr. at 38-1 to 1 to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, wow. People should uh, note that. I know. That's well, going to be a pretty... Right, uh, it's a sneaky good pick right there. I, I like so it. So mark I that like down, people. Too thirty-eight to one on Fanduel wow. for defensive rookie of the year as well. Uh, somebody should. That's a long shot, but that's great value for a guy who's starting. Yeah, mm-hmm. on a defense that returns ten out of eleven of their starters. So Brian, Brian remembers him with his two picks against uh, Penn State. Brian had that game. Yep, I had, Penn, I had Penn State, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, parlay, kid, you got me into that popular parlay seg- uh, section, and uh, I, I looked at it similar to what you have, although I know you don't love the Packers. Packers-Cowboys is on Fandle. God bless them. Packers-Cowboys, 49ers-Saints, all over nine and a half wins, six to one odds. Now, those are my division champs anyway. So why the hell wouldn't yeah, I? Yeah, I noticed. Yes. Why wouldn't I take that? Packers, Cowboys, 49ers, Saints, over nine and a half. Again, we never, ever hedge. Hedging's for gardeners. But I feel like we'll be able to get to uh, nine wins for three of those teams by week 16. Um, you could hedge out of that if you wanted to. But that's my popular parlay pick on FanDuel. Man, nice. I really, really like that. I'm, uh, I'm going to hit that hard. All right. Oh, speaking of FanDuel. Wow. Now. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook, their world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They've got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere, and they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's a lot of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook, but here's one more, and listen up, guys. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. You could use this on Tampa, New Orleans, Minnesota, Green Bay, all the games we talked about, all these uh, all these props. That is unbelievable. $1,000, up to $1,000, risk-free. That's all we've ever wanted in life, a risk-free bet. And now it's here. If you're ready to claim your risk-free bet, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with promo code FANDUEL. 
dot com slash against all odds. That's fanduel.com slash against all odds. That way they know we sent you fanduel.com slash against all odds. I'll tell you, we had our draft yesterday and our buddy uh, chat is like, Oh, I'm not even going to mention their name. The competitor is offering a lot of money, a lot of free money on, on this site. Like thousand dollars. I know chat could use a thousand dollars for God's <laughs> sakes. Free money right here. Fanduel. Eat it competitor. That's where we're going with this. Nice job. Now, there are other sports going on. Um, Parley Kid Brother Bry, we are on a text chain with our friend Alec, and I warned him ahead of time. I said, listen, this basketball stuff is fun, but come Thursday, you're going to have to find new friends. That's just how it is. Uh, I'm, I'm just about sick of you anyway, so that, that's kind of it. No, I love Alec. I love Alec. He listens to all our podcasts. But let's talk about some of these games. Lakers game three, their favorite over Houston, five and 225 and a half. Well, you know, I mentioned yesterday when uh, or yeah, I mentioned on extra points this morning when when Harden that that's the difference between a game two that would have been in the Staples Center and one in the bubble. Uh, Lakers jump out to an, a monster lead, and we talk about as long as any team shoots gets twenty uh, threes, they're going to be in it no matter what. So Houston claws their way back, but the weird thing to me um, was that the Lakers had fewer free throw attempts entering the fourth quarter than James Harden did. That never would have happened at the Staples Center. NBA knows they have to fix this series. I hate to say that it's fixed, but they know they have to do a better job of keeping LeBron around for September and early October. But anyway, five, 225 and a half. They look like they're back on track. Brother Bry, you're not touching the uh, the side. You're going total here. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, especially after, I mean, I, I would have, you know, I, I did like the Lakers yesterday, you know, with the points, but I think it's tough now going to game three, the five and a half still, I think it's a little tough, but I like the under 225 and a half. Full disclosure, I had under 223 on the site uh, picks that we gave out last night and that lost. Um, it was very close. It was at 226, but it was a weird game. There was no scoring early, no scoring yeah. late, but a ton of threes in the middle of the game. Nobody was missing in the middle of the game. So 15 of the last 19 playoff games have gone under. Again, there has not been a lot of free throws. The officials have let these teams play, and it's kind of been ugly. Um, but both both teams in, in game two, both teams shot over 40% from threes. Houston made 22 three-pointers. I think once the Lakers, and this frustrates the shit out of me, like once the Lakers realize only guard the three-point line against the Rockets. <laughs> Seriously, if, if Harden wants to drive, let him go one-on-one. If he makes it, he makes it. Give him the two points. Who cares? Uh, I think late in the game they realize that because – Houston at one point late could not hit anything. So I, I think these games are are still a little too high with the totals. 225 seems 225 and a half seems like yeah. a lot um here. Just cover Tucker and Covington on threes, and this this will go under here. I like uh your reasoning, Brian. Although I will say, just let Harden drive the hoop. It, it is in a way, it's like giving up a three because first of all, for some reason, this guy gets to the line. Every single time he wants to, he could do three bunny hops, carrying the ball in his gut to do three bunny hops into the defender and he'll get a free throw. And if he makes the basket, that's a three point play. I'll say this though. I think, I think you're asking for trouble betting the under in the Rockets game. I know it bears out. You can win. If you look back at the numbers, they jack the numbers up, but it's kind of like betting the under in big 12 football games, right? If the Rockets are now in the 25 threes, right. you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. The other game Tuesday bucks heat, Game five, three games to one lead with the Heat. Two and a half. They're favored by two and a half, 217 and a half. Um, 
Parley kid, what have we heard on Giannis? Does he want to? Is he is he angry at this team? Is he coming back? Or we're we just play, betting this blind. I think we're betting it blind right now. From I can't find really uh, right. much information what's happening. I think look after we saw what happened to Kevin Durant uh, when he blew out his knee. Uh, was it his knee? I don't even remember what it was. But you yeah. know when he had that uh, uh, season long injury uh, caused by him, you know, kind of feeling like he had to play in a playoff game. I don't know why Giannis, why would he play in this game for? Uh, I really don't think they're coming back from this deficit, even if he does play. Uh, and I think right now you could find Miami on the money line at uh, anywhere from about minus 145, I've seen them, to minus 160. Uh, and either even if he is playing, I think the Heat wrap it up here. How disappointing uh, did they have to feel yesterday yeah. after that loss, right? They must have been like, I cannot believe we didn't wrap this up. Come on, jeez. Yeah. Now we got to go out and play again. And they're not going to let it happen again. Jimmy Butler's not going to let it happen. If, if Giannis plays, he's going to be uh, less than 100%, which really hasn't been good enough anyway <laughs> when he has been 100% to beat this right. team. So I, I, I think the Heat wrap it up here in Game 5, uh, and uh, regardless if he plays or not, but I'm – I'm thinking he's crazy if he plays. Uh, why should he yeah. play? He shouldn't play here. Probably shouldn't play. I think Miami should own them inside more, too, when he doesn't play. I don't know. They didn't really seem to take oh. advantage of that. I mean, uh, Harrell's going to make his shots and Dragic and, and you know Jimmy Buckets, but but just uh, I, I think they'll have a better, better plan for them going into game five if there's no Giannis or even if there is Giannis. Now switching to pucks, uh, the Vegas Knights, boy, they dumped one to mm. Dallas. Didn't score. They lost one nothing, right? One nothing. There was no empty netter, right? One right. One nothing. Yep. Favored in game two, minus one sixty five, five and a half is the over under. Tampa Bay Lightning, who are playing the Islanders right now, or very very soon. I don't think. No, 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 not right now. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning are now the favorites at plus one sixty to hoist the Stanley Cup. Harry, you are uh, all over the under in this game. You think it'll be a repeat of one nothing or something mm-hmm. similar? Definitely. Look, the last eight nights games, someone has been shut out in five of them. Vegas games, last five of six have gone under. Also, Vegas offense, their offense has gone just four goals in the last four games. Darren Parley kid, you love goaltending. Robin Leonard here has been fantastic. Three shutouts in the playoffs, 1.99 goals against. And even when they throw Mark Andre Fleury in there, 2.27. That's who and, played last night. Fleury's the guy yeah, who played yeah, last yeah, night, yeah. too. And the Stars, like Sal, you mentioned, uh, won nothing in the first game. They're resorting back to what got them in the playoffs here, which is defense. Uh, Dallas gave up the least amount of goals in the in the uh, Western Conference this season. So under five and a half looks like the play. All right. All right. That's fun. Hockey's getting fun. But again, I don't know. I don't know how much, I, you know, obviously if the Islanders are in, I'm with you guys. We're watching that. But if we're looking at Tampa Bay, Dallas in the finals up against like a Sunday night football game, I'm sorry. I'm getting eight seconds of my attention. Uh, That brings us, though, to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, on the heels of the Djokovic, where he slammed the line judge in the throat with a tennis ball, we set up odds for best or, as it may be, worst altercation between an athlete and a judge, official, or umpire in America. Now there are some overseas results that are, are examples that I don't want to get into where the referee was murdered. It happens in soccer. It seems to happen a lot all over the place. 
Um, you can't avoid it. But domestically, what are we looking at? Roberto Alomar spitting in umpire John Hirschbeck's face, four to one odds. Paul Holmgren punching referee Andy Van Helleman in the chest in hockey, five to one. They're very, Van Helman got punched a few times, by the way. I look back. Uh, Joker <laughs> slamming a line judge, like I said, in the neck with a tennis ball, 50 to one. Not done intentionally out of anger towards that uh, woman, but still gets us up there at 50 to one. And in the field, because there are so many options, the field is paying minus 225. All right, Parley Kid, which way are you going? So I'm going to be taking the field. And look, uh, as a coach myself, I've won many sportsmanship awards because of my outstanding <laughs> treatment of officials, hmm. <laughs> uh, regardless of maybe what else might be said about me. But at the same time, I will let a ref know if they're doing a terrible job. I, I It's it's part of a coach's job right. uh, to do that, because if I'm doing a bad job as a coach, you don't think the parents are telling me I'm doing a terrible job, right? right? So sometimes the refs need to to uh, get a little bit of their own medicine. But these players here have gone above and beyond uh, when they start uh, putting their hands on, on officials. Mm. Um, you saw what Joe, uh, Joe West did yesterday, right? He threw a, yeah. he threw Rizzo out from the upper deck, <laughs> the uh, nationals GM for not wearing a mask. Like, how how stupid was that? Was it for right? not wearing a mask, or was it for the the I the think he, he was yeah. I don't know. He was yelling out stuff too, right? I don't know what. Uh, who knows, right? And what's that other? What's the terrible umpire's name? His name is uh, the the baseball umpire. That's everybody can't stand. A- Angel, Angel Angel Hernandez. Hernandez. Angel yeah. Hernandez yeah. Thank you. Right. I thought These it was Joe West. They, I think you were doing yeah. fine with Joe West. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Joe West has been umpiring since we've been three years old. How is he right. still? How is he still there? But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Dennis the field and taking Dennis Weidman of the Calgary Flames, who back in 2016 was uh, checked pretty hard into the boards, and on his way back to the bench, uh, referee Donnie Henderson happened to be in his way going to the bench, and he cross-checks him. <laughs> really hard from behind. He goes face first into the ice and himself, <laughs> uh, the referee suffers a concussion, was out for the remainder of the year. Jeez. Dennis Wyman uh, was fined uh, 20 game salary. At that time, it was about $550,000 for him, wow. uh, which is a good chunk of change. I'm sure it wasn't worth it. And uh, his apology was rather uh, weak. Uh, some claim that because he suffered a concussion on the same play, that he really was uh, out of sorts at the time. Oh. I'm not buying it. Hard cross check from behind. Uh, I think something like this once happened to Harry when he's refing youth basketball <laughs> games. So I think you can attest to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He got a lot of abuse, I believe. He really mm-hmm. did. Harry got cleated in the eye uh, the, during Little League, right? How old were you? <laughs> uh, something like that. Yeah, 11. <laughs> Isn't that what? And then you had uh, you had uh, issues with vision after that. I right? did, I did. Yeah, that was uh, actually I got hit in the eye with an elbow and the ball basically at the same time. Oh, I thought it was a, a cleat. Line. I got yeah. stepped on. Stepped on is stepped on is funnier. You should. How about it. just catch the fly ball, Harry? <laughs> no, that's not happening. All right, Harry. Second base, second baseman, Darren. I'm not. A, I'm not at the outfielder. So, anyways, Ow. listen. I'm gonna go. Uh, you guys uh, remember former first round draft pick by the Minnesota Twins, Delman Young. Uh, in 2006, like I said, I'm going off the board here. Uh, 2006, arguing balls and strikes. He was in a AAA game, so it was. Oh, it's weird if you go if you pull it up. It's only one angle where he got called out on strikes. Terrible call. 
and he just sits there for about 15 seconds and doesn't move, finally starts moving, and then you can't, you just see the pitcher and the catcher and the umpire, and all of a sudden a bat comes flying out of nowhere and it hits mm-hmm. the umpire straight in the stomach and in the throat where he was just furious because of all things, balls and strikes, suspended for 50 games. Yeah, you can't. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, that right. Yeah, even back in 2006. <laughs> all right, Brother Bry, what are you taking? Is it all right that we laugh at these like that they happen? Like, it's I don't so know. Long, it was so long ago. Like, it's fine. I find myself laughing every time. Somebody I know everybody's it. OK, I think. Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I know. I feel bad. I was laughing yesterday. Too. I don't know. But the Djokovic thing did get me thinking, like, I'm going to go the field here. Uh, and I think you guys saw this documentary um, Seven Days in Hell. Uh, with Andy Samberg playing Aaron Williams, uh, who's supposed to be <laughs> Serena Williams' brother. Uh, he killed the line judge with 174 mile per hour serve. Uh, and one of my favorite parts ever at anything was Will Forte saying, you knew right away he was dead. Like that, that, that part. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite all-time scenes in a... Uh, a real true documentary. Yeah, Harry, um, that you got to catch that documentary. That's a good one. Um, it's on the list. But it just reminded me as soon as that happened yesterday, I was like, yeah. oh, I got to I got to go back and watch 7 Days in Hell. That's a great one. That's I think I have a really good one here. Orlando Brown, member of the Cleveland oh, yeah. Browns, 1999. Um he gets a he's penalized and Jeff Triplett throws the flag. Now, this is when the, the Browns were uh, undisciplined and they would get penalties a lot. This is, try, to, try to bear with me. It was a long time ago. No, Jeff Triplett's the referee. He throws his weighted BB flag in the direction of Orlando Brown, and it gets in Orlando Brown's mask and blinds him. Now, not totally blind, I don't think. Well, actually, but he couldn't see out of the eye, right? And so Orlando Bl- right. Brown flips out and shoves Jeff Triplett to the ground and is suspended, but he's walking around blind. Now, unlike in the Parley Kids case where the guy was uh, actually docked money, Orlando Brown sues the league and gets settles for, it's unclear, somewhere between 15 and $25 million. He gets, for, he gets to shove the ref to the ground and gets that money because uh, it affected the rest of his life and his, his playing career, even though he did come back in 2003 and block for Jamal Lewis, an integral part of that that offensive line that uh, enabled him to get over 2,000 yards rushing. Orlando Brown, he left us about uh, nine years ago. Uh, but how about that? I mean, shoving the ref to the ground and getting paid out as a result, also losing vision over a stupid flag. I think they've changed it now. I don't know if it's weighted BBs anymore. I think it's a lot lot less, right? Or a lot, lot uh, I don't think it's as heavy, but that's uh, that's what I'm taking for the um, uh, worst altercation with an athlete and an official. Jim Cunningham, do you have anything? Yeah, I'm taking the field as well. Um, 1988, the Seattle Mariners versus the California Angels. Um, <laughs> the Angels player, Reggie Jackson, and home plate <laughs> umpire, Enrico Palazzo. Uh, go at it after Reggie Jackson tries to kill the Queen of England. And uh, Enrico Palazzo ends up shooting like a tranquilizer dart out of his cufflinks and hits a lady in the upper deck. And luckily she falls, but she lands on Reggie Jackson. So she saves the Queen. That was insane. Another crazy documentary that Harry should catch up on. That's insane. Uh, Oh, Jim 
Jim, you could have gone so many different ways. Danny Davis is a referee. I thought you were going WWE for sure. I was thinking maybe the Hebner twins. The the Hebner, Earl Hebner and Dave Hebner. That's a good one. All right, there you go. Now, it's time for Sharp Tank. I already forget. I know Brother Bry whiffed on the Army overpick because there was no freaking... No <laughs> offense at all out of who the hell is Middle Tennessee? Who the hell who was it? Were they playing? Middle, yeah, Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, State. Tennessee. That was awful. Especially really, in the really first bad. half. Oh, God. Harry, what was your best bet? Uh, uh Brian's <laughs> buddy, Br- Bryson DeChambeau, top ten. He fat, sucked. Fat Bryson. I'm done with done we, with golf we, for a while. We, no, you're not. We no. all lost we all lost again. <laughs> We all did, right? Yeah, my- Parley Kid, where were you? What did you have? I, uh, you took my bet. It was uh, the Raptors game two mm-hmm. uh, over the Celtics, uh, which they right. lost. Right. I went with you, Raptors over. So, okay. I mean, so right. now this Chris H, who documents all our bets, he's going to have a field day if he hasn't already. Has he already? Has he reported on it on Twitter? I don't know. Maybe he's. I refuse to look at Chris's tweets right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold his t shirt. I, I, I think he did, actually. You tie your t shirt <laughs> over your eyes and don't look. That's, a, that's the best way to go. All right, Parlay Kid, let's start with you. What's your best bet? These guys offer best bets. I take one of them. We call it Sharp Tank, and I jump on, and then I uh, immediately jump off after we stop recording. <laughs> but no, go ahead, Parlay Kid. What do you got? Yeah, so we talked about before how we normally, and I've always gone by not taking the first week of the NFL, kind of stay away from it. Yep. But I'm kind of excited for it this week, so I think I'm jumping right in because, honestly, I think everything else has been so unpredictable anyway. Sure. So why not just go with an unpredictable NFL at this point? Uh, and I'm just going to be taking uh, a three-team money line parlay. It's plus 103 parlay. You just need these teams to win. So we're going to start with the Chiefs, and we've already documented that game. I think we all feel very confident in the Chiefs winning uh, this week. Uh, some of us might not feel like they'll cover the nine, but you just need them to win. They're minus 450 here. And then I have the Colts. At the Jags at minus 420 uh, to win that game. Uh, I think we all agree that the Jaguars are the worst team in mm-hmm. football. They seem just to be a discombobulated mess at this point. I can't see them even being ready for week one. I think the Colts with Phil Rivers, um, even though Phil Rivers is uh, ancient at this point, uh, I think he's still good enough to win that game on the road against the Jags. And I'm taking the Bills at home against the Jets at minus 290. You know I'm a big fan of the Bills this year. I think they're very good on both sides of the ball, uh, and I just don't see the Jets' offense scoring enough points uh, in that game to beat the Bills. So you add those three up, and it's a, a little over uh, even odds uh, right there. It's plus 103 right. for the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Bills, uh, and I like that. All right, there you go. And, and a disclaimer, Sal, if I could. Sure. Heat and the Vegas Knights tomorrow night also. You could take okay. if you uh, just want. Well, a little ball, a little bonus uh, from Parlay. That was my little bonus. There you go. Pick there for tomorrow night. Now Make that's a five be, teamer. That'll be the one that wins because he's not he's not really on record I with that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, brother Brian, what do you like? <laughs> well, I joked with you, uh, and I also joked with Jim last week. We should probably, at least for me, call this Shark Tank because um, <laughs> it just it just makes so much sense. So many levels for me, at least, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I'm going to go, this is a little unconventional here. I'm going to go the Bengals plus three and a half. We were just laughing about them a few minutes ago, but I'm going to take them plus three and a half at home against the Chargers. I Look, last week I, I said, I think the Chargers are going to stink this year. Um, this game, though, is all about Joe, Joe Burrow. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play well enough to keep him in this game. Chargers, uh, I mean, 
being in the Raiders division, I see them all the time. So they move the ball. I mean, that's with Phillip Rivers, too. They move the ball, but they just struggle to score points all the time. I think the Chargers mm-hmm. get to around 20, 23 points. But I think Burrow does enough in this game to keep them within a field goal or potentially even win this game. I might take them to win outright. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game. But to me, there's three things this week to watch. It's Brady. uh, I want to see Dak Prescott, how he does. And then Joe Burrow. I think those, to me, those are the three storylines I want to see this week. And I think Burrow Burrow starts off well. All right. Harry, um, before you give your pick, Harry has proposed a system where college uh, games count as three points towards this um, this little uh, contest. Pro games are four. NASCAR parlays are six. I don't know. Uh, what the hell? What did you text us the other day? I, don't, I asked you, know you for what? a FanDuel promotion. And you're, weed you know, soda. I thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that? You want to sign Playing points? Weed soda. I don't know what I thought you guys want. I thought. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. How about this? Everybody gets zero points. Anyways. Everyone's going over three. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, that'll work, too. Anyways, All right. Bri, I, I, Bri, I like uh, I like your theory there on Cincinnati. Definitely. But I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins plus six and a half at New England. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, this team. I love the moxie they showed at the end of the season last year when they knocked uh, New England out of the two seed. Uh, Fitzpatrick was really good that game. Uh, Miami won five of six to close the season. They didn't quit on Brian Flores. Uh, Miami six and one against the spread in their last seven openers. I think this running back combo of Breida and Howard can work. Maybe uh, throw Miles Gaskin in a little bit, throw him some plays. Uh, and again, uh, Fitzpatrick has Devontae Parker to throw to. He had a quiet 1,200 yards, nine touchdown season. He was fifth in the uh, NFL in receiving yards. Uh, I don't like what New England did in terms of getting the receivers here. They didn't help step it up at all. Edelman's 34. Uh, the Dolphins in free agency got a lot of good guys. They uh, grabbed uh, Van Noy from uh, New England, Shaq Lawson from the Bills, two guys from the NFC East, and Byron Jones from the Cowboys, highest paid cornerback in football now. I like the Dolphins with the six and a half. How dare you? Edelman is my seventh round pick, eighth round pick, somewhere to mm. whatever. I took him, I took him early, whatever, whatever it was. Um, I don't know, Harry. I want to, uh, I want to root for the Dolphins, obviously. I want Coach Belichick to go down. I want Brady to go down. But I also think, and I know he uh, theoretically attacks every game the same, but well, I feel like he's had this game circled on the calendar. You could say Tennessee ended the dynasty. Fitzmagic really ended it by knocking them out of the bye position for the AFC. So you um, comfortable laying six and a half with Newton? I don't know. No, I don't like it either way. I, I think it, I think it's a stay away. No, I definitely am not comfortable with those weapons and everything else. And the defense maybe, although they just, they just kind of do what, what they do defensively where they plug and play. Uh, I'm going to stay away from yours. Parlay kid, your reasoning leading into the parlay was, I think the, the, why I'm not going to jump on the parlay. Like I usually like waiting, but I'm going to take three teams we haven't seen instead. Um, <laughs> Chiefs. I agree with the Chiefs. Um, Bills. Remember the Jets, I think were beating the Bills by like 12 or something late. And they blew that game last year, right? 16, 16, 16 points. Nothing. It was 16, nothing. 16, nothing. And they lost 17, 16 opening week, right? Last year. Yeah. Uh, so that's an interesting game. I think you win that. I, I just, one of those, the Colts Jaguars, brother Brian, you, you mentioned the storylines. If this game gets screwed up and the Jaguars beat the Colts, 
I'm going to have to check all my research. Like this is the one <laughs> game. Like I'm like, Oh shit. Well then, got, f- then, you know, Philip rivers really just sucks. I guess point, so. Right? I yeah. guess so. I'm like, I'm going to be 20, totally 25 million down the tubes. I'll have, I'll have gotten everything wrong. I'll have to like, look back at everything. So I don't know. I like it, it team by team part. Like it, I like it, but just the fact that something might get screwed up. I'm going to stay away. Uh, brother, Brian, I'll take the Bengals plus three and a half. I'm not huge on burrow, but so what do we, is it Ty Taylor starting? I guess we, yeah. we have to watch another hard knocks, but is, or is it definitely, <laughs> is it definitely Ty Taylor? I mean, I would think he's got to be starting week one at least. All right. I think it's like 21, 20 or, or, uh, yeah, that's exactly, tw- tw- 23, that's exactly 20, somewhere in there. I'll jump on with you, Brian. So Paul, nice. kid, I'm sorry. I've, I think I've gone with you like seven weeks in a row. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but brother Brian, we're going to turn your luck around here. Nice, thank you. Bengals. <laughs> Don't thank me. I've, I've been just as bad. Bengals plus three and a half uh, over the Chargers. Bry, uh, what do you have to plug? So Matt, the brother Bry, uh, super excited. I mean, this is the time of year, right? That it's like, it's a little over, it's really overwhelming because we're in multiple fantasy teams. We're doing pick them contests all over the place. It's It's hard to, you know, and then you have a million bets, so it's just hard to concentrate on what you actually bet. Um, but the thing that sucks this weekend, well, it sucks and it's good because I've wanted my daughter back in sports for so long. Yeah. The first tournament is this weekend. Oh, Two, wow. Multiple games Saturday, multiple games Sunday. Um, so I just got to I gotta figure this out. Um, just because, I mean, the good thing is now I'll just bring... I'll bring an iPad or whatever, the phone and watch the games on Sunday ticket anyway. So yeah. it's like, I'm not really missing anything, but I do like being home watching, you know, three screens and all, you know, but no, you can I'll, keep track of it on the road. It's just that now you have to deal with that right now on the asshole parent, because there's watching your kid live. And then there's the parents who want to talk to you. And it's like, ah, oh, leave me. No, I can't, I can't have no, all these distractions. I, I am right? like, there's, there's no parents, even if they listen to this podcast, there's no parent like nobody probably likes me because I'm always off in a corner. Oh, good. All right. Well, that's I, I try helpful. to I try to stay away from everybody. All right. If people don't like you, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a big advantage for sure. Um, and you're at the brother, Bry. At the brother, Bry. All right, parlay kid. What do you got going? I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. I think our my Islanders just fell behind. Oh, yeah. Uh, one oh, nothing no. right early a, in the game. Right away. But uh We've seen that happen to them before, and they and they wow. bounce back. So, um, hopefully, they're not happy about where they're at. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, one round away from the Stanley Cup Finals, it was a uh, game seven was perfection the other night. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they don't rest on their laurels, and uh, they can get through this series as well. It's going to be a great one. Um, again, at the Chalk Talker, uh, Suffolk County Sports here tomorrow. I think Sal so. will make a decision on what's happening with uh, uh, sports. All right. Uh, for at least the fall season, uh, so and are you are you ready to make a, a judgment? Do you would you like them to come back or not, or would you are you still undecided? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know you know my you know what what my opinion is there, Sal. All right, I let's think you're play rude. ball. You're let's rooting. go. I mean, look, the kids are playing. Everybody's yeah. playing. You come, you go around here. Everybody's playing. Yeah. So the kids who go to school, look, I got a I got a son who's a senior. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna miss it. You know, his senior year of sports. Come yeah, on, give me a break. Let the let the parents make the decision. Let the kids play some uh, some sports here. There you go, brother Brian. It's funny. I signed uh, my youngest, my six year old, up for baseball. They're like, oh, games are Friday and Saturday. I might have even said this a couple weeks ago. Nope, they switched it to Sunday. It's like, all right, great. What 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 time is it? Too is it any time on Sunday? Uh, or uh, is it, it's, it's um, 
it's the worst time. Whatever it is, it's going right. to be the worst time. It'll right. Be, it'd be 1 and we're, and we're, and we're good parents. So like, we're not going to miss the game. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, but we still are going right. to, uh, you know, watch it on our phones. Whatever. I'm thinking of not being a good parent. this year. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go. All right. Uh, Paula kid, you're uh, at the chalk talker. What about you, Harry? What's going on? Uh, just going to watch plenty of sports. Obviously this weekend, catch up my, my other articles on my site, bestbetcorner.com. Parlay Kid notified me that I went three and three in my uh, six pack of NASCAR <laughs> prop picks uh, before I even checked it out. So if you want to check that out this week, um, 84, 34 and one overall. Uh, I got to say, I think uh, Tampa Bay, the Lightning, sorry, sorry, Parlay Kid, not going to be a good series. It's over in four. And for the first time, I oh, think. Oh, sure, Bri- sure. They're down one nothing. You're going to say that. Right? Uh, <laughs> and Bri, I think you can agree. Darren, don't hold back here. We did have our fantasy draft last year. Every single we year. Had last year. If we had last to say, night, too. Yeah. Last night. Right. Brian is all. <laughs> Brian's at minus 200 to always make the playoffs. Brian, I honestly, I looked through the teams. I think you have the worst team this year. Wow. Um, I don't well, think so. La- I, Larry, I, Larry, 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 Larry second. I actually, um, I didn't make the playoffs last year. It was like the first time in a while, but I, I know my team looks like it'd be great like two or three years ago. You know, it's Kamara, Jesus mm-hmm. Smith, Schuster, Hopkins. I, it's like I, everybody was just still out there. So I took all these. Your, your these, running backs are bad. What are your running backs? You're two starting uh, running backs? Well, it's Kamara and, and Jonathan Taylor. But I still, I still have like Le'Veon Bell. I have decent backups. It's yeah. okay. I don't think I'm the worst team, but no, I don't think uh, so either. I, I'm I think, I'm, I think I'm in the middle of the pack somewhere. I was looking at, I, and CBS gives their it it, it, it screwed yeah. up because they give their grades, but the people with keepers, and there was only five who kept the player. They're automatically going to get a great grade because they get a good so. value. I got a D plus oh, and I right. got Lamar Jackson in the fifth round. Technically, what the hell? My, uh, sixth round is my keeper. I don't. That's think how bad my draft was. Oh no, I think your team's yeah, good. Yikes! It was terrible. I think Chat, who roots for the other, uh, you know, the, the other odds provider, is. Uh, I think he's going to struggle. Frank, obviously, tough one. Um, <laughs> Sal, I, Sal, I think you like my team for once. I don't know. I, I a lot of people are high on DJ Moore and Drake. I know is a hometown pick. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. You got like a C minus, Harry. Ertz I got a C, right. which was horseshit because yeah. I think I should have got a I should got an A minus. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got a B, Harry. So wow, <laughs> Harry, you're twenty and five on the free po- uh, picks on extrapoints.com. These guys give out free picks every single day. What was your what was your other game or pick today? My pick was Serge Ibaka to have over thirteen and a half points, and at the end of the first, I think he had seven. He has seven well into the third. And mm. I don't know how much PT these guys are going to get. The Celtics are up 28 points right now. Wow. So, I think uh, the, uh, did the Islanders just score everybody? I mean, I just, uh, my ups, uh, up in my, uh, they're living celebrating. room. Like, yes, just, they did. Harry, you want to change the pick? I heard the noise and <laughs> I'm taking that. Hey guys, back. you guys can make some noise up there. Go ahead. <laughs> Islanders in five. <laughs> there you go. All right. Harry, and, both sides. Uh, Harry will be updating his pick every 11 minutes. So, uh, keep track of that. Um, and that's it. Jim Cunningham. What do you want to jump in? Sure. I'm at Jim Cunningham and the eyes are ones and exciting news. Jim Cunningham is heading to New York. No, I'm just is, kidding. No, no, is no, that, no. He's, is, he's, is, he's, that ha- is that happening? No, 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 we'll no. see. I'm working on it. Jim's, uh, Jim's Twitter game has been on fire. Yeah, you've lately. been good, Jim. Have you guys oh, noticed that? He, he tweeted something today. It's got like, 
over 4,000 likes already. Yeah. It's like, it's uh, nice. It might be trending uh, if, you, if, if we look closely <laughs> yeah. enough. Uh, Interesting. Thanks. Wish Thanks would, for noticing. Wish you would offer it up to extra points, Slack channel, but that, no, that's good. I'm glad you're making yeah. a name for yourself. <laughs> no, what did you have? What did you have? Uh, Kate Beckinsdale as the hottest day of the year or something? That yeah. Was fun. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who to use, and I figured she dated Pete Davidson, and I was like, I think it's good. Trying to think of who I might have a shot at, and lives in L.A., so I was just like, I used her. I was really? Like, yeah. You think you have a shot at Kate Beckinsdale? You never know. Oh no, I, I, I know. I've had worse, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. The eyes are ones. I'm at the cousin Sal, and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet live Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Now that's right. We moved again. Follow us at Extra Points Pod. And for the Degenerate Trifecta and Jim Cunningham, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-